You know, not too long ago, I was uh, at a pool with a friend and, and we, were, we were swimming. I have a couple uh, older kids who are able to swim without floaties in the deep end. And my friend at the time, his son was four years old and his son could not swim without floaties. We'd been in the pool for a while. We hopped out to get some food and immediately my two older kids turned back and sprinted in and jumped in the deep end. And my friend had just taken the floaties off of his four-year-old. And when my kids jumped back into the deep end, I bet you can uh, guess what happened to his four-year-old son. That kid took off, ran, and jumped in the deep end without floaties. Now, I'll pause there to say nobody got hurt. Everything turned out fine. But my friend was standing right by the pool. So my, my wife and I are watching this, and we're thinking, okay, he's just going to jump in, grab his kid who can't swim, and pull him, pull him to the side. And my friend looked and he froze. And this all happened real fast, but he just froze there. And so my wife and I are like, my goodness, dude, like get in the, like jump in, get your kid, jump in the pool, grab him, get to the side. And he was frozen. It was like, it was like deer in the headlights. Well, he, he finally snapped out of it. And when he did, see he, he had a shirt on. And so the first thing he did was rip off his shirt, because that makes sense and then proceeded to jump into the pool with a shirt in his hand, and that was the funny part. He grabbed his son, got him to the side. Again, everything was fine, Every, everybody turned out okay. Uh, it was a, a little nerve-wracking, but uh, now it's something that we can, we can laugh about and uh, still give my friend a hard time for that. Um, but I'm so excited to be starting a brand new three-part series with us, and the series is called Out of the Shallows, and we're gonna be talking about exploring this idea of moving out of the shallows and into the deep end. Now, I told you that story about my friend, not because I want you to call child services on him, although maybe that should happen, I don't know, I'm, no, I'm kidding, um, but it's because his four-year-old son, when he ran to the deep end, there was something that was drawing him to jump. There was something there that was adventurous and he just wanted to, to go. And, and if you have kids, uh, maybe you've experienced this. Not all kids are like this, but a lot of kids, there's something uh, mysterious or something uh, adventurous, exciting about jumping into the deep end. And, and it's the same for us as adults. That's been my experience anyway, is that in all areas of life, uh, in relationships, even in our faith, that when we jump in the depths, there's something that's powerful, that, that feels meaningful and purposeful in the depths. And I found that a lot of good things in life aren't found in the shallows, but they're found in the depths. Now this series over the next three weeks, it's not for everybody, all right? It's for a certain type of person, and it's for this type of person, somebody who wants to get out of the shallows. You wanna get out of the shallows, you know you're there, you wanna get out of there and get into the deep end with your faith. And uh, this is true for anybody in any age, any stage of life, where maybe you're sitting on the ledge and you can, you can peer out over and you know that there's depths there, that the water's there, and, and maybe it feels a little risky, it's not something you wanna do, but you know, you're thinking, I, I might wanna jump in. Maybe I should take the plunge. Now, there are three categories of people that I'd really say this series is for. And the first, is the curious skeptic. And maybe this is you, maybe you're out there and you would say, yeah, I'm not a Christian, you know, I don't, I don't follow Jesus, but there's something that is, is intriguing me that I wanna explore, I wanna dig into, I wanna see if there's anything real to this Jesus thing. I wanna know if there's truth. And if that's you, I wanna say, I'm so glad that you're with us. And I think this is gonna be a great series for you 
to dive in and explore and see what's out there. The second group of, of, of uh, people that this is for is somebody that might consider themselves a hungry novice. And this might be somebody, maybe you have just recently decided to put your faith in Jesus and you took that step and it's a brand new thing for you and so you're excited and you haven't, you haven't been around real long and you're starting to get the basic truths but you know that there's more there. You want more and you wanna go deeper. This series is for you. And the last group, that this is for is for those of you out there that might consider yourselves restless veterans. And there may be a lot of you out there, and and I've been in this camp too. Maybe you have followed Jesus for a while and you're just wondering, asking the question, man, what's next? You know, maybe you you look back and you say, you, you, you feel like my best days were not ahead of me, they were behind me. I feel like I've plateaued and you wanna know what's out there. Well, this series is for you. And there's one group of people that I would say this series is not for, and it's for anybody in this category, the happy campers, all right? And happy campers are people that have kind of gotten content with where they're at and settled in and pitched their tent and saying, yeah, I'm staying here. And listen, I I don't want you to get the impression that we don't want you to be happy, okay? We want you to be happy. We think that following Jesus can make your life better and Jesus makes you better at life. But this is a place where you are content. And I've learned in my life that if we're not moving forward in ways, then we're actually moving backwards. And so if you'd say, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of a happy camper. Um, I want you to know that this series can be for you. I hope you're encouraged and inspired to get out of this category and into one of those three. Um, Because here's the deal, all of us, all of us know what the shallow end is like. Because we've all been there, we've been to a, you've been to a pool, you've been to a beach, Um, maybe you've watched The Bachelorette. Uh, Sorry ladies, I'm sorry, but isn't it true, right? Uh, The shallows are easy, they're fun, they're well-populated, they're, they're risk-free, and we're kind of drawn to the shallows. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've also, I would imagine, all of us have been to the depths as well in some area of life. And we, we know that there's meaning, there's purpose, there's, there's this uh, richness in the depths. And I guess, uh, because I know this is true for me, anytime I've gone to the depths in some area, I've been really grateful that I did and I don't wanna go back to where I was before. And uh, if you're an adult, uh, I mean, why would you ever wanna go back to the kiddie pool, right? You know those pools with like six inches of water or some kind of liquid, you're not really sure what liquid that is, like none of us wanna go back there, right? But you may be asking uh, a question right now. You know, you hear me talking about the shallows and depths and faith, and you might ask this question. Isn't that your job? I mean, Ryan, you're on staff at a church. Like, isn't that your job? Isn't faith the church's job? Because um, I know for my taxes, I don't do my taxes. I hire a professional to do my taxes for me. You know, maybe, uh, maybe in quarantine, our hair salons were shut down and maybe you tried to cut your hair yourself and you're like, I will never do that again. I need a professional to do that for me. That's someone else's job. And if that's you, uh, that's a legitimate question, right? And uh, I want you to know that we want to, I want to help answer that question. You know, whose job is your faith? And over the next three weeks, we also want to to talk about three ways that you can get out of the shallows and into the depths. 
And the way we're gonna do that today is by looking at a letter, an ancient letter that was written to a group of Christians. It's called the Book of Hebrews, it's in our Bible. Uh, we don't know who the author was, but we do know that the author was writing to a group of people who followed Jesus, but wanted to go deeper. They wanted more. And so here's what the author had to say. He said, there's much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain since you have become dull of hearing. And another way to say dull of hearing, some other translations of the Bible say slow to learn or sluggish. Ugh. And when I hear that, I think, man, that's, that's kind of an insult, right? Because the author's saying, bro, like I wanna take you deeper. I, I want to do that, but, but I can't. And the reason I can't is not because of me, the reason I can't take you where I want you to go is because of you. You know, you are getting in your own way. And, and when I read that, when I hear that, I just think, man, is that true of me? Is what was true of that group of Christians true of me, that I'm getting in my own way? Is that true of us? That we're getting in our own way when it comes to growing? We have everything in front of us, uh, but we just, there's something stopping us. And he continues on, and the author says this. He says, in fact, though, by this time, you ought to be teachers. And, and by teachers, he just means you should be advanced. You shouldn't have this stuff kind of down. You should be teaching others. But you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. And what the author is really saying is this. He's saying, act your age. <laughs> Right, act your age. Have you ever been told to act your age? Um, if you have, you probably don't like hearing that, right? Maybe you tell your spouse to act his or her age, okay? That's, that's you know, you gotta work through that. Um, but if you were a, a little kid, think back, did you ever get told, act your age, you know, quit acting like a baby, and you're like, I'm not, I'm six. Uh, nobody likes to be told to act their age. You know, if we're in our 20s, you know, we wanna live up to that age, to that stage of life. If we're in our 20s, we, we want people to look at us and say, yeah, yeah, they're acting like they're in their 20s. You know, they're hip, they're going places. Uh, if we're in our 30s, we want people to look at us and say, yeah, you know, they, they, they're starting a family, they've got a, a good job, like they're, they're going places. Um, if we're in our 40s, we, we want people to look at us and say, yeah, you know, they, they're established, they're successful, they have done a lot in their life. Most of us want that. And what the author is implying is that these people are not acting their age spiritually. And here's how he does it. He does it by this idea of milk and solid food. He says you need milk, not solid food. And just like in our lives as people, there's a physical progression as we grow up, as we, uh, as we age in years, we, there's a physical progression, right? As an infant, we start drinking milk. And then and we become a toddler and we, we start eating adult food. And before you know it, we're going through the drive-through of Taco Bell and pounding like 10 tacos. And that's another discussion we should have another time about whether that's a good choice. Um, but in the same way as we progress physically as humans, as people who follow Jesus, there should be a spiritual progression as well. And maybe you've never thought of it that way. Um, but as we follow Jesus, you know, we start by drinking spiritual milk um, because we all have to start with the basics. But then as we grow, as we age, we should go somewhere in our faith. We should be eating solid food. 
And the problem is not that we've drank milk at one point, because we've all had to do that physically, we've all had to do that spiritually, that's not the problem. The problem that the author points out to this group, and something that we can ask ourselves, is the problem is they're still drinking milk. They're still drinking milk. And with this picture, the author's trying to, to paint this idea, uh, he's trying to make us feel something that's unsettling when we think about this idea of, of a grown person still drinking infant milk, that should make us feel a little weird. Now, I, I wanna make sure that we really feel that, and so to do that, I'm gonna invite a couple people to the stage, and we're gonna call these people Exhibit A and Exhibit B, okay? Because I, I really want us to get this image. And so first, I wanna invite my sister-in-law, Whitney, to the stage and, and her uh, brand new daughter, Bryn. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Whit. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. And Bryn here is, uh, Whit's going to feed Bryn some milk. Now, let's see if she's hungry. She's taking it. And, and as, you, uh, as you watch this happening, uh, what does it make you feel? What does it make you think? And if you're like most people, you, you'd say, aw, you know, like, isn't that cute? Like, look at the baby. Everybody loves babies. Uh, Bryn's doing what babies are supposed to do. She's, she's drinking milk. That's what babies do all the time. You'd say, that's normal. Maybe not at church, you know, on stage, but, uh, you know, that's normal. Babies are supposed to drink milk. So, wit, thank you. Exhibit A, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Next, for Exhibit B, I've invited a friend of mine to the stage. This is Jake Sealscott. How you doing, Jake? Good. Jake is not an infant. Jake's 16 years old, right? Jake's a part of our uh, Inside Out uh, ministry here at the church for high school students. And um, Jake, I, I told Jake, I didn't tell him much about what was going on. I just promised him. I said, you get free food and uh, we'll figure out the rest, right? So, okay, Jake, here, you need to hold these things. There you go. Okay. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> you ready for this? You ready? No, I'm not either. I'm not either. Okay. Jakey? Jakey wants some milk? Jakey wants some milk? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too weird. What does that make you feel as you watch that? Hopefully you feel like we felt, like really uncomfortable. Maybe you'd use the word disturbing. Maybe you'd think you got an HR nightmare on your hands, like lawsuits, like all kinds of stuff, right? Why? Because Jake's 16. He's a, he's, he's a grown man, practically. He should not be drinking milk out of a bottle. So if that feels, uh, you know, unsettling, uncomfortable, weird to you, then you're feeling it right. All right? So Jake, thanks a lot. You sure you don't want this? Yeah, I'm sure. You sure? Okay, you're going to pass on, on the milk. This is cow's milk, too, just to clarify. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll need those later. But what the author is saying, again, is that Jake Sealscott, who's Exhibit B, you know, that's, that's you guys. Guys, you're, you're Exhibit B. You are an adult. You should be eating solid food, but you're still drinking milk. And so again, that image, if that feels weird to us, we are feeling that right. And so the question that I ask myself when I experience that, and the question that I'd love for you to ask yourself is this. Where are you at? And maybe a, an even better question is this. How long have you been there? So students, 20s, how long have you been where you are at spiritually? You know, if you're in your 30s, you know, you got kids, where are you at? But more importantly, how long have you been there? 
retirees, empty nesters, you know, where are you guys at? How long you been following Jesus, but how long have you been where you're currently at? And maybe, maybe you'd answer like me. And you might say, a while. You might even say this, you might say, a long while. And, and all of us, I would venture to say, all of us would probably put ourselves, answer that in some way in this, in this way. That, oh man, I've been there, been there a while. And as, if I, if I've, uh, as I've processed this this week, you know, I've got four kids, and the thought I've had is, man, if they heard me answer that question and say, a while, you know, don't they deserve a better answer than that? Doesn't my spouse deserve a better answer than a while? You know, don't your grandkids, don't our friends, doesn't the community of Van Wert deserve a better answer than a while? And I'd even say this, don't you deserve a better answer for yourself than I've been there a while? Well, there's a way to get a better answer than that. And we wanna go back to our author in Hebrews, and here's what he had to say about that. He said, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. And the righteousness just means the deep stuff. If you're still an infant, you're still drinking milk, you can't understand that deep stuff. But he goes on. He says, solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And, and constant is a great word because faith, just like anything, isn't something that you can just pick up one day and say, oh, that's nice, and then put it down and come back to it three months later and expect to have grown. Constant use means, yeah, you know, like every day, like every other day, constantly working at that and train themselves. It kind of answers that question for us. You know, who's responsible for my faith? And the answer, according to the author, would be, I'm responsible to train myself. Because here's the deal, just, uh, just like in our physical life, there comes a point where every mother has to take the bottle and, and put it down and give her kid a fork. And has gotta teach the kid to start using a fork and start feeding themselves. And it's the same way spiritually, that, that spiritual progression, there, there's gotta come a point where we make the choice to put down the bottle and pick up a fork and, and feed ourselves. You know, but the reality is, for me, and maybe this is true for you too, is that <laughs> I'm exhibit B. You know, we're Seal Scott. We're sitting there and we're, we're grown people. Maybe we follow Jesus for a while, but we've plateaued. We've been at the same place for a long time and it's time for us to put down the bottle and pick up the fork. And maybe you're like me, because this, this is, I was at this place at one point where I, I'd walk into church, maybe you've been around here a little while, you're watching online, and you've been doing that for a while, and, and you come in, you log on, and, and you, you do something like this, you go, feed me, you know, feed me, just like a baby bird, right? And when we picture it that way, I, that's, that's just not how it works, that just like the author told the group of Christians, we are the ones that are holding ourselves back. We're staying in the shallows. We're not acting our age. Because here's what I know about the shallows. The shallows can be bottle fed, but the depths have to be self-fed. The shallows can be bottle fed, but the depths have to be self-fed. 
You know, I, I coach uh, high school cross country at Van Wert and I love coaching and I tell those kids, I coach the guys and the girls, I tell them all the time how much I love them, how much I care about them. And as a coach, I provide them with tools, with training, with lots of encouragement to help them become the best runners that they can be. There's a lot I do as a coach, but there are some things that I do not do as a coach. And the biggest one is, is I don't run for them, right? I don't get out there and hop in a golf cart and, and, and drive behind them with a cattle prod, although maybe that's a good <laughs> coaching technique I should adopt, I don't know. Um, but, but my job is to not run for them. I give them the tools, I give them the, the tips, the training, and they have to choose for themselves to tie the shoes, put on their watch, and go out and run. And I tell you what, our runners, they constantly train themselves. You know, over weeks, over months, they show up every day, they, they do a lot of physical training. They train themselves. And man, I'm telling you when they do, one of my favorite parts of coaching is to see the progression, to see the great things, the success they have, uh, the accomplishment that they feel when they constantly train themselves over a long period of time. It's amazing. And the truth is, it's the same for us as Jesus followers. You know, if we constantly train ourselves over a long period of time, we have the chance to see some growth. If we get out of the shallows and get in the deep end, we have the chance to see some growth. It's the same with the church, right? As a church, we would say, just like I'd say as a coach, we love you. We love you guys, we really do. We wanna see you grow. We wanna give you tools. We wanna give you resources. We wanna give you opportunities to hop in the deep end and to grow in your faith. But at the end of the day, we cannot hold hands. You guys have to choose for yourself. I have to choose for myself to jump in the deep end, grab the fork and feed myself. Now I gotta say this. Uh, we talk about all this um, and we say that, not that God's mad at you guys because no matter where we're at, whether we're a happy camper or a hungry novice or a curious skeptic, no matter where we're at, God is not mad at us. No, no, no. God loves us no matter where we're at. He loves us so much that he gave everything for us. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could have life, so that we could know all of the amazing depths that is God. That's a relationship with him. And there's so much deep there. And so I wanna just invite you guys, I want to invite you out of the shallows. I wanna invite you to jump in the deep end, get into the depths of what God has to offer in terms of our faith. And you can do that by picking up a fork and feeding yourself. Now you might say, hey, how do I eat solid food? You know, you're talking about milk and solid food. How do I actually do that? And the author in Hebrews, um, he's not talking about podcasts and, and messages like this or other things. And those are all really, really great things. But he's talking about one thing, and that is reading the Bible. We can pick up the fork and feed ourselves by opening our Bible. And when we do that, uh, the point is not the knowledge that we get. It's not what's in the Bible. The most important part about that is who we can find when we read the Bible, and that is Jesus, somebody that loves each of us so much. Now, like I said, we love you guys and we wanna give you tools to help you jump into the deep end, and so we're gonna do that. So over the next seven days, we're gonna do something as a church called the seven days of picking up the fork. I know that's real creative, right? Uh, but that's what we're gonna do, seven days of picking up the fork, and it's gonna be an opportunity for us to follow along together in a seven day Bible reading plan. 
And it's not, gonna lo- it's not long, it's not gonna take a, a whole chunk of your day. You can do this in five or 10 minutes. And if you wanna jump on board with that and get that seven day Bible reading plan, then all you need to do right now is grab your phones and you wanna text LH start to 21,000. Okay, grab your phone, text LH start to 21,000, 21,000. And when you do, you'll receive a link to that version study, the seven day Bible plan that we're gonna, we're gonna roll on uh, together. And when, when you do, we wanna help you guys get the most out of your Bible reading. And there are a lot of ways when you read the Bible, a lot of ways to do it, a lot of great ways. And here's one great way that we're gonna kind of follow together, invite you to do. And it's using an acronym called SOAP. And it just goes like this, S stands for scripture. And that just means you open, open your Bible, open your YouVersion app and read the passage for that day. The second uh, O stands for observation. And that's just a chance for you to think what stands out to me? You know, what do I observe when I read the Bible? And, and this is something you can just jot down, you can think in your head. A stands for application. And the question you wanna ask yourself there is, all right, I've read, I've observed now, how do I apply that to my life? And what we read about Jesus is so, so practical and so helpful to our lives. And P stands for prayer. And that just means it's, it's great to wrap up a time of reading the Bible by turning it into a prayer. And prayer is just talking to God. It's nothing special. You don't have to have magic words. God is always listening. It's, it's having a conversation, just like I'm talking to you, just like you talk to your spouse or your friend or your neighbor. It's just talking to God in the same way. And when you, uh, when you sign up, uh, when you text in and get the Bible reading plan, you'll also receive a link to this. Uh, and this is just a PDF of soap. And it's something that you can pull up on your phone and look at to help you remember as you go through it. You can print it off and, and write, grab a journal, whatever you do. Again, lots of great ways, but soap is a fantastic way to get the most out of your Bible reading. Again, five, 10 minutes, um, this is something you can use every day. Now, you're, you're probably seeing this uh, watching right now on Sunday, most people are. And if you are, I want you to know that uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, you know, we've been doing these weekday Facebook Live devotionals at 7.30 a.m. We've been doing this for, for, uh, for months now. And uh, we're gonna restart that tomorrow. And we're gonna have a cool opportunity. So if you wanna know how how does soap work, if you'd love to see somebody walk through that, we get a chance to walk through that together. So Monday morning at 7.30 a.m., I'm gonna walk through soap and I'm gonna invite you guys to participate. So you don't wanna miss that. Again, Monday at 7.30 a.m. But no matter what, guys, uh, I'd love for you to join me in jumping out of the shallows into the deep end and let's pick up that fork and let's, let's feed ourselves. And so as we, uh, as we wrap up our time here, we're gonna close with a song. And the song talks about how God is bigger than we thought he was. And guys, what I've experienced in my life and what I think you'll find in yours is that when you jump in the deep end, you'll find that he is bigger than you thought he was. Let me pray for you guys. Dear God, we thank you so much that you love each one of us. We thank you that you're bigger than we thought you were. We thank you that you have created the depths, that there's so much to explore, so much to know, so much to love about you. Thanks for the invitation to jump in. I I pray that you would give all of us the courage to jump, to peer over the edge, 
jump into the depths that you promise for us. We thank you, God, we love you, and it's in your name we pray, amen.